Hi there. Today, I thought it would be good to talk about ADHD, mom life, and raising kids, whether it's raising kids that have ADHD or you as a mom having ADHD. So let's talk about this hot topic that seems to be trending. Are you ready? Whoa, slow down there, busy mama. Hey, welcome to the Mind Your Own Motherhood podcast. I'm Dina Stout. I am on a mission to help overwhelmed, stressed, and overstimulated moms enjoy and thrive in their life as a mom. No more feeling like you lost your identity or that you have to sacrifice everything about you to be a good mom. Hey, I'm a homeschooling mama to six. My hubby and farmer of 20 years and I, we run three businesses, including farming, all while building our farmhouse from scratch. Chaos and stress or a beautiful mess? Well, I'll let you decide. But I am here and I will be sharing about healthy mindsets, time management, self-care, homeschooling, marriage tips, and more. Welcome to my front porch. Get comfy or maybe grab that pile of clean laundry on your couch and get folding. Let's chat mom life. Okay, I am looking forward to talking about this subject because I like to joke around that I was ADHD before ADHD was cool. Back when I was about 14 or 14 or 15, uh, my mom read a book called Driven to Distraction. And she realized after reading this that it was a lot of things that she had been dealing with. And she was seeing a lot of those patterns and symptoms in our family. And so we went through the process of being diagnosed and tested and learning about different medications available and things like that. So it's something that we talk about a lot as a family and that we're open to discussing our experience. So that's what this episode is going to be about is our experience. I just want to remind and state this disclaimer that I am not a child psychologist. I am not a therapist. I am not um, a doctor for this at all. I am not giving medical advice. I am only talking about our experience and also my experience as a mom with ADHD. So it, I think it's so interesting that all of these mothers are finding out later in life that this is what they're dealing with. It kind of feels like there's this trend of ADHD, but I think anytime we learn something new about ourselves, we try to find others that are like that, right? We want to find community and be included with others that are going through the same things that we are. So I really thought it was good to have this discussion today because sometimes we, if you've been diagnosed or if you feel like you have those symptoms, it can be hard sometimes to look at somebody else and think, oh, well, I'm different. I wish I could attain what they do, but I'm different. I can't do that. And I thought it would be a good conversation to have about ADHD. People can do pretty amazing things, pretty big things, and not to feel like there's something that's broken, but really there's a lot of things that you can do because you have ADHD and all of the good parts of it. 
as I said, my, my, um, journey started around 14 or 15. We won't talk about how many years ago that is. And I, I struggled with schoolwork in the way of reading things and daydreaming. I would read math problems and things like that. And I would just completely daydream going through school. I just was a daydreamer. I wasn't so much active and hyper. I was just a dreamer. I would easily get distracted. I would not be able to finish things completely. Sometimes I wanted to hurry up and just try and get things. And it would just be like, yeah, well, whatever. It's good enough for me. It's good enough for everybody else. And I never really felt aside from the reading that I had too many symptoms to deal with. It never seemed to be an inconvenience. Everybody has different types of ADHD that, you know, out of the ones that have been diagnosed, there's different types and there's a lot of different phases and styles. And I joke around that my oldest son is like raising my sister. My sister was the one who would always be um, comical and distract. And, you know, when she would sit down, because remember, we were homeschooled. So we're in different grades and we're sitting next to each other doing doing schoolwork. And so my mom hands me my workbook and I'm like, yay, I'll sit down and I'll, I'll write my my letters and I'll, I'll do the schooling. And then she hands my sister the school book and my sister's like, great. What else can we use this for? Cause I'm not going to read it and I'm not going to write in it, but I'm going to go over here and I'm going to design something and I'm going to be silly because that is going to postpone me having to put in the hard work of writing and reading because those were challenging for her. And it took a lot for her to sit there and try to write a card or things like that. And I would like to say that now she has completely I would honestly almost completely overcome those challenges, but as a child, they're, you know, they're still trying to learn so many things and it's really a struggle for them because they're trying to learn all of these skills as well as how to work with the ADHD. So how to work with their brain saying, this is boring. I don't want to do this. I'm going to go over here. We're going to, we're going to create distractions. We're going to do all of these other things to get away from the hard effort, because that's not our strong point. Let's go over here and hang out with our strong points. Let's use our strong, uh, our strong talents to go do something else. And it really is making your brain do hard things. And as a child, you don't know what's really going on. And all you know is it's hard and it's difficult. So you're looking for every reason to not do it. And my mom and sister would go rounds and rounds (laughs) as a lot of moms who are homeschooling go rounds and rounds with their kids. I just remember the funniest thing of if you ask an ADHD person to sit in a chair, most likely their butt will not be in the chair, their foot, their shoulder, their back will be in the chair, but necessarily they are not sitting in a chair like everybody else. And that was one of the funniest things for me is I remember my sister sitting in chairs, never the right way. And now my son is the exact same way, the oldest. And I think it's so funny because I know what restrictions to put on him now so that 
let's meet in the middle. I understand you're not going to sit there the exact way that everybody else does, but as long as your work's getting done, I don't care if your workbook is on the floor and you're using it with, you know, you're laid over the chair, just get the work done. (laughs) We went through um, some medication. We noticed some differences that worked for us. I'm talking about me as a teenager and while we did see some benefit, I was able to focus faster. Uh, one of the main symptoms that my mom noticed in me was my ADD showed up in being argumentative and not following directions. That was a big thing that went away when I started taking medication. And then when I went off of it, I personally didn't notice a difference, but my mother did. So that was one of her telltale signs was the argumentativeness. As we were on uh, medicine, we were able to create different patterns and kind of retrain our brains to build new strategies to work within the, the realms of ADHD. But now I want to talk about me as a mom and dealing with ADHD. So it's something that I try to ignore. (laughs) And then some days it just shows up really ugly. And I'm just like, it is what it is. It's here. It's, it's what I have to deal with. Right. One of the things with ADHD, if you have it, you already know this, there are so many things that you, you want to do and you can get very passionate about doing things and then doing a lot of things and it gets you excited and it gets you fired up. And the hard thing is to find something and stick with it and to follow through with it. So that's where we struggle, you know, because when you have ADHD, you're looking for high amounts of dopamine, your happy, excited hormone to release. So everywhere we're going, we're looking for that fix, the dopamine hit to just excite us and make us happy. Some people find that in sugary foods, or some people find that in electronics. You can find that in purchasing, buying things. And for ADHD, that's really what we're craving. And some people, I'm going to put myself in this category, find it find that dopamine hit and find starting a new project, finding um, a new passion, something to get started in. And it's funny because my personality is I'm very loyal. So I do stick to things um, just because I want to be like loyal to them. However, with ADHD, there are things where I lose excitement and passion for it because My brain's like, well, now it's become work and it's no longer exciting, fun, and new. So I want to bounce around to do something else. So that can happen sometimes. And it's a struggle. Currently, I don't take any um, prescription medication for ADHD. I feel like I'm able to function and live without them, but everyone is different. Like I said, I was on one and Due to side effects, I was not happy with staying on it. We chose to uh, not keep up with that, but we did find a lot of things that were very helpful with nutrition and vitamin supplements and good diet. 
lifestyle changes. In the show notes, I'll go ahead and link some of the resources that have worked for us that have helped us uh, manage the ADHD. Probably one of the biggest outward signs of ADHD is typically a messy house because our brains were constantly feeling this get up and go, get up and go, get up and go. It's got to go somewhere else. We got to go do something else. We got to do, you know, your brain wants to constantly go to the next thing. So you never have this like settled, calm feeling. We have moments of hyper-focus. So you're like focusing really good on getting one thing done. And sometimes it's something silly or sometimes it's something very productive, but you will hyper-focus in on something and then you'll be exhausted from all of the effort and all of the attention that you expended on that one project. And then you're just exhausted and you want to like your brain's so tired because you gave everything you could into this one project. And I've seen this in myself a lot of times where I will work on something and then I just feel so tired afterwards. And as a mom, we have a million and one things that we're trying to do. And this is where I learned give myself credit for the things I'm, I am doing, because if not, then I'm going to spiral into depression and frustration that I'm not doing everything because my brain is going, you need to do this and that and the other, and you need to go here and you need to call this person. And you, and it just wants to constantly show me like this, this flashing channel guide of like, this is what you need to do and over here and call them and go here and sit down and do this and sit down and do that. And so much of my brain is just constantly like, I think one of the best analogies of ADHD is someone with a remote surfing channels and you just all day long, (laughs) you just keep seeing different bleeps of what to watch. And I, different things that have helped me with this is pen and paper because the physical writing it down helps my brain catalog it and says, okay, it's taken care of. I don't have to bring this up all the time. She's got it. I can let that go. So I definitely do pen and paper, write down things. And I don't call them like to-do lists because to-do lists, well, you could talk with Megan Sumrall about that. Uh, to-do lists can definitely just be daunting and overwhelming and frustrating because if you just have this long list of things to do, you're going to fry your brains. So I call this a brain dump and I will just grab a pen and paper and just dump everything that my brain is telling me about and let it go. And literally my brain, I will feel this sensation of, relaxation in my thoughts. And it just makes it feel so much better. And then what I do after I've like taken all of that and dumped it all out, then I will go through and maybe I'll just add a check mark as to something that is like a deadline oriented. And then I take that and I put that into my calendar of, okay, this is when we're going to do this. This is when it has to be done. And that way I can give myself a little calm in my brain. And then, um, let's see what else. So that's one of the big like tactics for me. The other thing is when 
I realized that I'm living with a group of ADHD people and we're all so creative and we're all so passionate about projects and things that we're working on. We are, we are learning. We don't have this all figured out. We are able to accomplish big things because of ADHD and the focus on the exciting and the dopamine hit that we get of working on projects. So it's a little bit more challenging for us to do the mundane tasks every day to keep up with like cleaning up behind ourselves. So we do get messy, but I've learned that that's just kind of the stage and the season that we're in right now. And we work on that as far as, you know, trying to do cleanup days and and things like that with the kids. And it's kind of funny because each family member will look at the other one and be like, you just left the trail. My one child is, is really funny when he would get home from school, (laughs) I would find a trail from the front door all the way through the house of everything that he took off, did, or used in about 15 minutes from getting home from school. And it was just, his brain was bouncing him from thing to thing to thing and having to keep up with him of like, wait a minute, you, you need to take all of your stuff. And it all goes here in our new house. We're in the process of finishing building, hopefully going to be moving in about two and a half, three months. And I really thought about the house of the layout to be able to work with our brains and the way our family functions and to help us have systems and break apart some of our trouble spots. So I think that's a lot of what you do when you're ADHD is you have to really take time to reflect. Like, how is my brain working? How is my brain handling things? Is this working? And don't, don't criticize yourself if you don't fit into the box of typical, you know, organization patterns, because even if you can't organize all of your drawers and have everything all particular and put away and in in a place, if your process is working for you, or if it isn't, just take some time and assess it, audit it. Look at how things are going for you and decide what changes you want to make, if you can make changes, but don't, don't judge yourself. If you have ADHD, don't go and look to someone who is a type A that is able to keep everything in particular spaces and organized because your brain might not even work that way. It's kind of kind of be like telling a fish to climb a tree. And if every time, if you're that fish and every time you keep judging yourself by how well you're going to climb a tree, then it's going to be terrible, you know? But if you can look at how well you can navigate through coral, then you could be a, a great, that's your talent, right? So don't judge yourself by something that is completely unrealistic or unattainable for who you are and how your brain functions. This is another thing that I have had to learn that I really look at things of, is this reality? Is this even attainable for me? If it's not, then I'm not going to, to judge myself by it or even try to, I turn my attention to something that is more how my brain works and how my brain functions. So 
that's something that has helped me is just really like the audit of how, what am I actually doing when I do this? When I come home, how, how am I handling things? What is missing? What do I need to have in place to make this run smoother? So don't compare and don't hold yourself to per- perfect standards. But I guess what I wanted to tell you through this podcast was that if you have ADHD, you're not alone and I'm going through it with you. I don't have it all figured out yet. I'm still learning, even though I've been aware of this behavior and aware of the way my brain works for the past number of years, <laughs> over, over 10 years, we'll, we'll put it that way. And then now as I'm going through it as a mom and watching my kids, it's, it's a whole different experience. Because things where I read about something and then I try to apply it and it doesn't work, understanding it's because of the types of people I'm working with that it just doesn't, it doesn't hold the same um, effect. It's like asking the fish to climb a tree. And so I realize I have to look at resources that are going to be in harmony with the way our brains are working. So be careful with where you find your advice and what resources you're working with. Make sure that they align up with the way that your family's brain works. And then for my son, when I noticed that he had um, ADHD, he was about five or six, I think five. And I just... I kept trying to ignore it. I kept thinking, no, it's something else. It's something else. I will say food was a huge contributing factor. There were some crazy food allergies that we were dealing with. And then we got those taken care of and the symptoms seemed to dramatically reduce, but I still saw with the learning that there was definite, definite differences. When he went to public school, we decided to proceed with going and getting him formally diagnosed. So I knew all the different things that we were working with because I saw some red flags in his, uh, learning that I was like, I don't even know what category to put this in. There's something wrong, like bigger going on way more within my control. And it was really hard to make the decision to go from homeschooling him to public school But when I walked into the boardroom and there were 10 people, 10 people around the boardroom table to talk with me about my son's education, it was no wonder I was completely exhausted trying to teach him because it took a team of people to help work with him and to to learn like how his learning style was, what his brain was doing, how he was learning and turning things and, and changing things around. And then once we did that, it was like such a relief for me because let me tell you, I had a ton of mom guilt about his education. So if you are in a situation where you're kind of questioning or wondering, like maybe there it's there. If you can, please go and get them diagnosed and go and get them evaluated because it is such, it's such a relief when you know the whole picture. 
it's, it's such a difference because then you, you know, what expectations to put upon them. And that really helped me because then I knew, okay, we're here. So I'm not going to ask you to go all the way over here when you're, you are only capable of going to this point. So knowing how far and how hard to push and different things like that, it made a big difference going and getting the testing done and finding out the results. So it was hard, but then there's, there's like this sadness because you're frustrated that, you know, the frustrations and then to know that they're going to have frustrations. It's like this sadness of like mourning the process that, that they're dealing with it. But then there's this refreshment of, okay, well, now that we know, now we can make a plan and we can readdress this and change this, not change the circumstance, but we can change how we're coping with it and put together different plan of action. That's going to actually bring things about. So that evaluation and then helping the school, the school was able to set things together and help him. That was a big difference that definitely helped. And then when I decided to bring him home and homeschool him, it helped me again, years later now to be able to understand how he works, what he needs and what systems to put in place. So I'm not going to ask him to sit down at the desk, hold his pen and paper and stay there and answer all the questions and read all the books and write all the pages for hours and hours a day, because that's not how he's going to work. And so instead we were able to just kind of direct him and let him lead his learning. And we just supported that along the way and has been way, way better than um, asking the fish or telling the fish that they have to climb a tree. So ADHD is a very colorful, colorful palette to work with because so many people have different strengths through ADHD and it can be an amazing thing. There's so many people that have accomplished amazing things. And I think in part because they have ADHD, they're not afraid of dreaming big. They're not afraid of jumping before jumping in and doing something. And that's something that I I think is funny because sometimes not having that filter of just go and do it. You know, the brain just says, do it. I think that's great because (laughs) sometimes our brains are going to hold us back and be like, no, 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 we can't do that. That's scary. That's new. That's weird. And when you don't have that filter, sometimes you can do big, scary, brave, bold things and they work out great. So, um, don't, don't hold back and don't think that just because you know, you have ADHD. Now everything's going to be a pain in the butt and terrible and miserable to live with because it's not, it's not, you got to look at all the strengths. So that in a nutshell is what I wanted to talk about today. Um, for my son, the the medications, we tried a number of different ones did not work. The biggest thing is just for him has been diet and nutrition. And let me tell you as a teenager, it's not always easy trying to give them the greatest foods, but, um, we're working on it. (laughs) So we are plugging along in the ADHD world and I will continue to share anything along the way that has worked for me. And I just wanted to tell you that, Hey, if that's something you're dealing with, I'm here too. 
I'm in the trenches with you and let's just keep supporting each other. And thank you so much for listening and you have a great rest of your day. You did it. You just took time out for yourself. I'm so proud of you. Hey, you want to stay connected with other moms just like you who enjoy listening to this podcast? Head on over to Facebook and join my group, Mind Your Motherhood. Or if you're looking to have a more personal experience, why not book a free call with me to see how I can help support you with one-on-one coaching. I am so grateful that you're here today and that you took the time to listen to this. I would be even more grateful if you would share it out or leave a review. What better way than to help a friend out, right? Until next week, I'm cheering for you. Now go hug your kids and have a great day in your mom life.